This is The Good Stuff. Let's get to know those who are doing the good stuff in our community. We'll chat with everyone from small business owners to local officials. Join us as we go around town to find the hidden gems. This is your host, Andy Tomlinson. Welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Well, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. I'm here with a special guest, Ty McBee who is a VP of Business Strategy at Adina, but we're not really going to be talking about Adina, but I just want to let everyone know what, what he does in his daily job. Ty, welcome to the Good Stuff Podcast. Thank you, Andy. Yeah. I brought Ty on here because I heard about this this race called GPS 100, and I'm like, I've never, I don't even know what it is, but I knew Ty would because he likes mountain bikes and racing and trails, and this is all up his alley. So, Ty, what is the uh, the GPS 100? Well, the GPS 100 is a 63-mile uh, race that starts downtown, ends downtown, uh, gets to tour some of the, the cool assets that we've got um, out in the community. So we've got about 11 miles of single track and Great Seal. Okay. Uh, got about 25 miles of road or so, and then the balance would be uh, forest road or gravel roads out um, and side of the trails. So it's an interesting, interesting race. Uh, hopefully that uh, intrigues some folks to uh, to want to try. You know, if they're road bikers, maybe they want to try it because it has a significant portion of road biking, but then introduces you to uh, to gravel and to yeah. um, to single track. So it's interesting. I think in the, the course of uh, events, what kind of bike do you have? Do you do you have a mountain bike or? Well, you know, that's the the question. Um, I'm no expert in this. Yeah. My, my uh, my background is exercise physiology. That's what I did for a number of years when I started started my career. Um, got a long history of you know activity and just being outdoors. That's really what I love. Um, for me, you know, I'd, I'd ride a mountain bike. Sure, and I'm going to get blown away by every other uh, you know probably gravel bike rider that's out there. So you know that's the thing. Which bike do you pick? And I'm sure there's some level of arguments or agreements or disagreements yeah. out there. I talked to the experts and, and they say, you know, probably a gravel bike is the route to go uh, since you do have 11 miles of single track, not great comfort on that. But, uh, you know, there's also a lot of road that you don't want to be pedaling a, a big tired mountain bike on. Sure. I didn't even know there was such thing as a gravel bike. So I learned something new. <laughs> GPS 100. So it's really like a 5k. They do it on a K thing, um, a kilometers. Yeah. So the hundred stands for hundred K. Okay. Uh, the GPS, the, the story behind that it's gravel pavement and single track. Got it. Hence the GPS. Uh, we've had a number of, of people really, you know, come together to, to put this thing, uh, together. Chillicothe trails was, you know, one of the groups that uh, tried to promote it. Uh, we got a, a, a ton of help. Um, and, and really the coordination of this came through a combo or central Ohio mountain bike organization. Um, and, and also Dan Fossey, which I was trying to get him to come here with us. He's the race director for this event. Uh, so my role in this is to hopefully, uh, trigger a few local community uh, folks to get involved with it, either by volunteer or to actually do the event yeah. and then just help support him where he, uh, he might need need that support. Does do you know how many uh, people have signed up yet, or do you? I just talked to him this morning. Um, I think it's in the sixties okay. range. Uh, we've got room for two hundred and fifty. We're hopeful this last three weeks. Yeah, you know the numbers um, come up some, but for a first year event, um, 
pretty satisfied. We've had some really um, awesome sponsors and community support for this. So that's been, you know, that's been, that's been good and yeah. exciting to see people come around this. It's, it's also happening at the same time as the Chili Fest. Cool. And so we've partnered up with the Chili Fest to really hopefully make this a cool event that people, you know, will, will remember, uh, want to come back uh, next year. Uh, one of one of my consultants in this has been Dave Huggins with yeah. uh, the Buck 50. And Dave's just done a tremendous job of bringing a, a real premier event to Ross County. And so I consulted with him a number of times and his group is actually helping out and running one of our aid stations as well. So, you know, for a first year event, we're pretty good, pretty excited. Hopefully yeah. we get 100 participants and it's just another way of bringing a, you know, some community members together for, a, for an exciting event. Um, and Dave is uh, very good at the logistics of trying to, I mean, that, that race that he puts on is incredible, the logistics you have to do. For sure. I've already yeah. learned a ton. Yeah. Um, and like I said, my role in this is really supporting uh, Dan and his team. He's got a great team there as well. And, you know, the good thing about this, the proceeds are going to help youth cycling. And so that's the other you know, social benefit of this. Uh, we do have uh, NICA teams now in, in Ross County that uh, it's uh, middle school and high school mountain biking. And I think we've got close to 20 kids now that are participating in that. And you started that, didn't you? Well, I was, I was one that, that helped get it, get it going uh, here locally. We've, um, the Lawhorns were obviously a tremendous support, both at a state level, and it took years to, to yeah. put this together. So this is a big organization across the states. Uh, it started out in California many years ago. It's kind of progressed you know, Easter, easternly. Um, and now, um, Ohio, this is the first, first year for Ohio to have this NICA chapter. And then you have, I believe it's 14 to 18. Don't quote me on the exact number of teams across the state, uh, for this, for this inaugural season. And so like it's high school and middle schoolers, but not the same school. So it's all the County. Well, the way we first started this um, was we formed a, a county team, Ross okay. County Composite. And right. So within the, the NICA language, uh, you'll start a lot of times with a composite when you don't have schools that maybe have enough mountain bikers to, to kick out their own team. Um, across the country, there's about 25,000 student athletes, and many of them to most of them are associated with, with the school. So that's always been the intent and the yeah. desire and the hope is that this this becomes more popular, you know, in Ross County, that teams will start to form around the schools because that's the way they're scored if you have enough uh, riders from an individual school. So it just so happened that Unioto had enough riders as well. And so Joe and Heather Lawhorn took that team. Okay. And so we have two teams in, in Ross County, the composite team, which is made up of a lot of different schools. In fact, I've, we've got... Um, uh, one one person from Pickway County, one person from Pike County, a couple from Medina. So we we bring them from multiple schools, and then hopefully can grow that you know inside of that school and becomes more popular. And then maybe next year or the year after they can form their own school team. So are you the coach? I'm one of the coaches. Yes. <laughs> what's it What's it like to be a coach on a bike team? So for me, this has been interesting at a lot of levels. And so I wanted my role in this to really be more organizational structure and, yeah. and to be able to get it launched and to you know see um, this opportunity for our kids in the community. Um, I wasn't intending to coach and it just so happens just, just the way things worked. That's yeah. how it worked out. 
And I got to tell you, it's been, it's been a great experience. And, and I've, I've done youth sports for many years, whether it's baseball or, or um, um, soccer or softball has been kind of primary ones. Um, NICA, the way they structure that organization is just tremendous. And so it's very, very well organized. And that's the one of the things I can tell the parents and also the student athletes is there's an excellent organization behind this. And so if you want a, an organization that's based on skill development, that's a safe organization. Safety is one of the primary things this, sure. this group looks out for. In fact, one interesting thing for me and one of the big sellers for me originally was they work with the University of Utah. And so every week I get this email that says, report your injuries. And so I have to report injuries. Well, you can imagine 25,000 student athletes across the country. University of Utah is getting lots of data. Yeah. And so they're taking that data and they're crunching it and, and pushing that information out to, to NICA, but also your team directors and your coaches to say, here are the issues that we're having. So you know where maybe you need to focus some more of your attention up front yeah. so that you can protect the kids or um, you know, races are, are a big thing. So they collect the data, whether it's racing or whether it's practicing. And, and there's different forms of injury or methods of injury and they on each one of those. Conditions, rain. Yeah. 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 So there's, they're collecting tons of data. And that to me was just, it was something that was exciting because I'm a data guy. Yeah. You know, I do have the exercise phys background, but the data and information and, and, and those types of things are what really excites me. Yeah. And so to see that and see an organization that pulled that together like they did um, made me feel really comfortable that this is something that I want us to be a part of. I want our kids to have this opportunity. Yeah. You know, not every kid's going to be a, a ball sport type kid. And so this really provided an opportunity for a different, different mode of exercise. And it's been, I, I've got the whole spectrum. And so I've got, we've got eight racers. This next weekend is our second race of the season. I uh, will be at Bailey's over in Chansey. Um, Never heard of it this weekend. And we can talk more about that as well. It's an interesting story. But I've got eight that are signed up to race. And I've got them everywhere from probably in their third week to fourth week of riding mountain bikes to a, a young student athlete that I can't ride with. Wow. He's just tremendous. Oh, yeah. He's he was really good. We, I tried to keep up with him last night on a training ride and no. struggled. <laughs> uh, so it's a, it's a timed event. Uh, they don't all go out at the same time or... Or do they? They do not. So yeah. they're in waves. Uh, we had our first race uh, two, two weekends ago this weekend. Was um, that locally or was that? It was over in John Bryan State Park near Zenia. Okay. Um, that was the first race for Ohio. And yeah. I got to tell you, the race organizers put on just a tremendous event. Yeah. Um, our kids came away from that, I think, excited about racing. And some of them had never, ever raced. Well, none of them I yeah. think, had ever I had one that has a little bit of background, but, you know, for the most part, these, these student athletes have not raced. And so to be in that type of supportive environment, whether you're, you know, the fastest one out there or someone who's just starting, I mean, there's a place. And yeah. So that's what I like about Nike too, is you really try to organize it around the, the kids and you meet them where they're at. And it's probably too late for someone to join. Is that? It is not. Oh, okay. And so that's what's something. The, what's the age group again? Age group is from sixth grade through high school, twelfth grade. Wow. Okay. And girls and boys. Absolutely. And how would they join your team? So the easiest way um, to do this is probably just send me um, an send, email. Send me an email. And what is your email? Um, You're giving it out to the 
<laughs> I am. Um, actually, probably the best route is my is my cell phone. How about that? That's Let's words, do that. Yep. 740-701-1657. Yep. Uh, but there's also ChillicotheTrails.org. Um, there's a request function on there that they can they can do that too. And if they're um, you know from the Uniota school, then then we would redirect them to sure. to uh, the Lawhorns team. That's awesome. Uh, so do you have a, a mascot or? Or the mountain lions. Okay. Yeah, All right. Mountain lions. Uh, I saw that on on some kind of social, and I thought, what the heck is that? <laughs> now it, it now it makes sense. So you you were talking about the Chillicothe Trails. Uh, that's how you kind of got involved. Uh, tell me about the Chillicothe Trails. Sure. For me, this goes back uh, several years. I um, I've been riding mountain bikes. Probably I hate to say it, but since the early '90s, maybe '89 or '90, 90, '91 at the latest. And I've ridden with um, a, a lot of the uh, folks locally, and you, you get to know them and yeah. and interact with them on all sorts of different levels. And so it was several years ago now, but you know, at the time there was this desire, especially around that small group of um, of riders, to to keep expanding access uh, to mountain biking within Ross County. And so one of the, the there was complaints sometimes and, and frustrations. And, and so I was kind of interested because obviously my background is in planning uh, business development. So I'm like, well, what's your vision? What do you want to do? And there, there wasn't really this central vision for here's what we want. There was a yeah. lot of ideas and activities and a lot of good work that had been done over, over the years, but had been very organic. And, and so we sat down and went through a process. I, I was very standardized in the process like I do with work, but uh, we came up with a vision. We came up with some key projects. And really what, what came out of that was the need for a centralized group that coordinated the activities and efforts. Mm-hmm. So we found that um, you know, mountain biking definitely was an area of opportunity for, for us locally. We've got some really awesome trails. Yeah. And, and we, you know, the ones that were riding saw that we want, we want more, we want more trails. We want the ability to fix some of the ones that maybe aren't sustainable now and create a standard for how you know, these trails should look and flow. So there's huge opportunity, but we also had that opportunity around hiking and horses. We have an awesome rail, rails to trail system, a 32 mile trail that goes from Chillicothe all the way to Washington courthouse. Uh, that's, that's utilized a lot. And then also water trails. And so we didn't have any designated water trails, but that was an effort that really started or an initiative that really started to grow across uh, the state of Ohio. And so we said, you know, let's, let's think about how do we create an organizing body that looks at these non-motorized trails and, and creates a, a direction. Right. And so that was really the genesis. We followed the Ohio Trail Partnership, their model. They're, they're based on the same model with five non-motorized trails. Um, and then we also knew we'd need, need support from the land managers. And so we have uh, federal, state, and county land managers that are on our group. And then I came in and represented health. Uh, sure. So felt, I personally felt and professionally felt that was you know, an area that, that needed to be represented inside the trail development. So we've, we've been slow to start. You know, I think with any you know, small group, uh, it's a 501c3. Uh, we've got several members that that buy into this whole concept of really promoting and growing trails in the community. 
So we do have some members and we're starting to see a little bit of momentum, but it's, it's been a, a bit of a struggle to get it going because we all obviously have day jobs as well and, yeah. and uh, extracurriculars that, that we do. So how do you get involved in that? Just uh, online, Chillicothe Trails? Yeah, ChillicotheTrails.org is the website. Uh, same thing, utilize if there's anybody that wants um, more information, uh, that's probably a good place to start, but I'm happy to bend anyone's ear. But yeah, they want to contact. And now you have a cell phone. Now you have a cell phone out there. So, you know, please, I, I would really like to see this group, you know, grow because I think we have a ton of potential. We've got over 35,000 acres of public ground in Ross County. And, uh, we've got, um, over 24, 25 of that's in state forest, but we've over 255 miles of trails. We've been able to add some, um, over the last several years. And the really cool thing is it's been, and how we've, how we've approached this has been a collaborative effort. And I think Ohio Trail Partnership really set the stage for us because they worked with legislators and they also worked with ODNR to really form a model on how do we make Ohio a trail state. Yeah. And so, you know, we're kind of watching that, just following their model. Uh, there's now a trail vision for the state of Ohio. Um, and, and we're working collaboratively with that. How do we execute that at Ross? Because... We just believe there's a huge opportunity, you know, in Ross County to to take advantage of the assets that we've got, whether they're miles of trails. And it doesn't matter if you hike or mountain bike or ride horses. I mean, this is all about getting outside for, for recreation. And that benefits both the local citizens uh, that have access to that here, but it also creates tourism. And yeah. So it has to have an economic impact uh, for us as well. And and most of our group believes we're scratching the surface on you know, what we're able to do here locally. What is the best trails you think? Is it uh, Great Seal? Is it? They're all pretty good. It really depends on what you like. Yeah. I mean, the largest trail group user are hikers. Mm-hmm. I think it's over 12, 13% of, of um, the population that does do hiking once or twice a year. And we've got lots of, of great examples oh, yeah. there. You know, yeah. so. Uh, Buzzard Roost is a very busy and, and well attended uh, place, and they've done a tremendous job over the last decade there. I, I've um, visited Buzzard Roost probably for 15 plus years. And, and when I would go there previously, you know, when my knees were a little bit better, you know, I, they were just wild trails. Yeah. Sometimes they were, they were game trails, and that was great for me. I loved it. But over the course of the last 10 years, you know, the investment that the community's made and also that the Ross County Park District has made um, has really turned that into a cool destination for for hikers. And so that's the one that kind of comes to mind yeah, as I hear people too. talk about it a lot. Great Seals, obviously excellent. It's got some great mountain biking. Um, the ones that probably a lot of people don't think of is because they're just a little further out of town would be um, Tar Hollow. Uh, there's miles and miles and miles of trails in Tar Hollow. Is that more mountain biking or hiking? It's uh, oh. hiking and horses primarily. Okay. And, of course, Scioto Trails. Yeah. Um, so you've got a li- some mountain biking there, um, but also the forest roads there are a destination for a lot of folks. Yeah. So when you're up in Great Seal, I mean, I've had people uh, come by, and they're, they're from Columbus. So it's, a, it's becoming some of, somewhat of a destination. It is. Um, I mentioned Combo earlier, Central Ohio Mountain Bike Organization. I mean, they view Great Seal as one of kind of their assets, if you will, in, in Combo. And so they've been tremendously supportive. So whether it was 
you know, trail days or just advocating for, um, with ODNR or Ohio Trail Partnership. I mean, they've been a great support. And, and probably the, the, the one thing that's, that's key, and I would be definitely remiss if I didn't mention it, you know, the volunteers that we've had over for years. I mean, this goes back, predates me. I've got some memory of it, but, you know, we've had people that just have done a great job with maintaining the trails and growing the trails specifically in, in great CEO. I, I think of folks like Jamie Sharp, uh, Dave Pickett, um, they've been, they've been, uh, just great. I mean, they've been great trail stewards yeah. for advancing, uh, advancing those trails and uh, obviously Rick Mauger, uh, thinking of him as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just got a mountain bike, so I'll be heading out there sometime soon. Awesome. Yeah. I got it from, uh, Jamie at, uh, Rivers Bend. So I had to give him a little plug too. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, so I brought you in here for the GPS 100, but as, uh, you know, me, I kind of go off subject. Um, but the GPS, it's going to be on September 25th. Uh, and we, there's still time uh, to sign up and there is still time to, uh, volunteer. Yes. Right? Time to sign up, time to volunteer. Um, I don't think registration will actually close until, uh, the day before. Okay. Um, and then volunteering. We'd like to get most of our volunteers uh, by next Wednesday, so we can, you know, put the assignments together. And what would that, what would that be for someone to volunteer? There's lots of opportunities. Yeah. Um, so one of the ones that we talked about even this morning, um, there's a need for trail marshals. Okay. So there's a place out on Bunker tra- Bunker Hill where a number of trails come together, and we want to make sure people don't get lost or cut the course. And so there'll be a trail marshal that we you know, assigned there to make sure that they uh, get to the right direction in different times. So, if, you know, you can do it a couple that's hours. Correct. To, yeah, that's, uh, that's correct. So there is also aid stations. We've, we've got coordination of aid stations with um, Dave and the buck 50 yep. and also Jamie at rivers Bend. Uh, they're coordinating those aid stations. So if you want to reach out to those, those two folks, I'm sure they would appreciate, um, you know, additional volunteers. Um, the day of the race, you know, we've got a, We've got to get people registered. We've got right. to get um, their packets um, packets out. We've got to get food assembled. So there's a lot of activities yeah. um, that that we can uh, definitely accept additional volunteers. And you, you have some sponsors. I don't know if you... The first one is Adena Health, right? Yeah. So Adena Health Systems is a sponsor. I mean, obviously, First Capital Chile and, and Beer Fest, we, we referenced that. We've combined yeah. them this year because really we want to try to create this really cool event. Yeah, because so, they're, they're going to have music, right? Yep, they'll have music, uh, food. And so hopefully it's once the racers complete, you know, they're coming back downtown, enjoying some food, yeah. uh, listening to music, and just really creating a, a cool event out of it. Yeah. Uh, the convention, Ross, uh, Chillicothe Convention and Visitors Bureau, uh, 50 West Brewing, Rivers Bend, the Poor House, and the Buck 50. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We really appreciate the sponsor, especially first year. You know, yeah. These are always tough to get together. Um, you know, it's, it's not as organized because everything's brand new. Right. And so having those sponsors, you know, help with, with things, I mean, being able to hire professional timers. I mean, those are important things. We want this to be a good race. Right. And so to do that, you want to make sure you got the right equipment and you, you get the right people involved. So without the sponsors, we couldn't have done that. Sure. Well, thank you. Talking about the uh, GPS 100. I always uh, ask you three questions. 
I'll start off with your favorite breakfast, lunch, and dinner spot. Probably a hard one for you. It's tough because my gut reaction to that is home. Yeah. You know, so I, I, I do like to, uh, to, uh, eat, especially breakfast at, at home. That's, yeah. that's always my favorite, but, um, you know, certainly the areas downtown, um, we've seen a tremendous revitalization of, of downtown Chillicothe and I love spending you know, time at the local eatery. So yeah. I don't know that I got a favorite. 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 Sure. I, I like to go to pretty much all of them. Yeah. Especially they need our support right now. Yeah. How about a book that you're currently reading or would like to share? My, my current book, and unfortunately, I'm probably only a quarter of the way through, so got the premise of it, but, but certainly don't have the, the meat of it yet, but it's um, Super Forecasters by Philip Tetlock. Okay. It's, it's an interesting book. I'm always interested in how people think. So, I got onto this through, um, I believe, a podcast of, yeah. with Daniel Kahneman and just very interesting and it led me to the super forecasters book premises how do you create forecast and how do you make those forecasts better and you know obviously utilization of data reduction of bias and all those things are kind of central to to this but i'm hoping by the end of the book there's a framework of how you 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 think about uh, forecasting because there is an elite group of forecasters that maybe necessarily don't do it for a living, but hence the, the name of the book being Super Forecasters, they outpredict even professional forecasters. And wow. It's because of how they think and how they approach problems. So it's been a, a really fun, fun yeah. read. Night Owl, Early Riser, both? Definitely an early riser. Yeah. By, by nine o'clock, I'm ready to go to sleep. <laughs> uh, 9 p.m., not 9 That's a.m. correct. 9 p.m. <laughs> you probably got up at uh, five this morning or four and started running and yeah went on a trail too no no trails we tuesdays and thursdays are early exercise days um it actually didn't happen this morning but uh but yeah up by by 4 30 to wow to get get out and try to stay young i crossed the the 51 mark this year and i'm feeling um you feel I'm feeling it some days <laughs> well ty i i truly appreciate you coming in um I think uh, everyone will uh, support the GPS 100 because that's what Chilgati does. And I hope you'll get some more volunteers out of this. And heck, we might, we might be able to volunteer. So thank awesome. you for your time. Thank you. I I'm, appreciate what you're doing with, with this podcast and, and just the community involvement that, that you and your family have. It's, I, I appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot. 